0: Right, you ready?
1: I'm ready, I was born ready.
0: I'm going to have to edit all this bit out now, aren't I? That's annoying. I might just leave it in for lols. Anyway, hello and welcome to GTFO, Grow Traffic, Figures It Out. Today we are talking about an SEO crawl. So we last week on the Facebook Live and the podcast, we talked about kind of top five tips for understanding and interpreting a crawl and today we are going to go through one in a bit more detail and talk about what all the different bits mean uh, and why you should be interested in it and also which bits you can ignore. Um, So I am Hannah Weinhold, I'm from Grow Traffic, we're a digital marketing agency and I am joined by Simon Daly.
1: Yeah, who, uh, and I'm also from uh, Grow Traffic, uh, the digital marketing agency that Hannah just mentioned. I, um, I am doing this without a microphone again today, so I'm, I'm, I'll am i apologise now if the uh, sound quality is, is shocking on my end.
0: It's all Rachel's fault because she let the fluffy wickle-buddy-wabbit chew through the wires and she thinks we're not going to find out about it and we found out about it and she's in very, very big trouble. And um, Dally, tell me something exciting or interesting that's happened to you this week.
1: Exciting or interesting that's happened to me this week? Uh, we did an expo on Wednesday, which oh, was...
0: boring. Tell me something exciting and interesting. Well, oh, I thought it was
1: exciting. It was nice to just get out into, into the public and, and see kind of hundreds of people in one space.
0: Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah. To be fair, on the photos, you look like you've faffed around for quite a long time. <laughs> Cuddling <Yeah>. llamas <laughs> and fucking about with drawers and stuff. Draws being like prize drawers, not like giant knickers.
1: I did make sure that I uh, put my business card in every prize draw on the um, that was there on the day. I didn't win <laughs> the I didn't win the gin um, that I was particularly going for, and and I every time I went past, I, I put another business card in, and I made sure that I bent the business cards in different ways, you know, so they'd stand proud from all the other <laughs> ones. I, I mean- Still didn't win it.
0: Gin is like twenty quid. Just buy a bottle of gin. <laughs> like Well, no! This
1: this was a it was a nice bottle of gin. It was like a thirty eight pound bottle of gin.
0: Oh! Didn't Chloe win? Chloe won a prize, didn't she, for a steady hand or something?
1: Uh, she she won the uh yeah. What do what you call that? Where you you pass a thing over a uh, like a metal wire, and if you touch the side, it bleeps. One of the those.
0: electric shock thing, like the steady hand. I don't know what steady you call hand. them, but they were
1: good. I don't know what they? Them. Who no. knows? One of those anyway. Yeah. Chloe did it in like 20 seconds, um, and the the nearest one to her was something like 35 seconds.
0: Oh, she's good, then, isn't she? I like that we send her to yeah. these events, and she just fucks around the entire time. The other day, she won; she spent the whole time playing Giant Operation and won a prize for that. So, <laughs> no, it's good, good. On Chloe. Good on um, Chloe. I had a realization this week that I could have taught uh, half of our staff. So, uh, in high school, when they were in year 11, I could have taught them, which is very, very sad. <laughs> so, uh, I can see you doing the maths now, but there we go. So, I'm How old. old.
1: Uh, How old are they?
0: They're like 24, Dally. They're full on grown ups. They live on their own. They have proper jobs. They have bank accounts. And, and yet, still, I could have taught them at high school.
1: Yeah, that means that they, they, were probably, some of them probably weren't even born when I left high school.
0: I know, I know. You could literally be their dad. No, you couldn't.
1: Could you? I I, I probably could. (laughs) <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we are
0: Charlie, so yeah. Anyway, moving on. So SEO crawl, that's quite enough of that nonsense. So you will notice that we're without Rachel today, which is nice because it means I think um, we might get a word in edgeways. Um, so what we are going to do is kind of look at a crawl. And I think it's important to say that um, different websites will give you different crawls, but ultimately they're all kind of looking at the same thing. It might be called a technical SEO audit. It might be called the technical SEO crawl. Uh, What else might it be called?
1: Website audit. I think they call it on SE ranking, which is the software that we use. It's called a website audit. Website
0: audit. That's right. So essentially what happens here is a bot will crawl your website and pick out any bits that are wrong. um, Insofar as things that will hinder your website's ability to rank in Google. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, it's 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 going to find things that could be improved.
0: It doesn't say though the quality of the optimization. It will just say yes, there's a title, or and yes, it's the right length. It won't say yes, it contains a keyword, and um, and it won't tell you the quality of the content on the page. So um, it'll tell you if there's a low word count, but as we know, low word count doesn't always equal thin content, and um, and it will um, because there's other things. Yeah, go on, darling.
1: No, I was just going to say that some crawls do kind of give you an idea about the quality of the optimization as well. So SE ranking, the software that we use, doesn't really do that. However, there are um there are kind of crawling pieces of software out there that will tell you what they think you've optimized the page for. They'll give you like a percentage of the number of keywords that are on that page for each individual page.
0: Oh, that's good. Like, like can you give us an example of a site that does that?
1: I'm just trying to think, I, I've, I've got a feeling that um, Rest does it, I think.
0: Oh, right. okay. I was on one earlier looking for plagiarism. I did a plagiarism crawl, and it said uh, that there was keyword stuffing on the page. So that was, I suppose that's an indicator that it picked out a keyword, but I can't the life. I don't know what the site it was on, who knows. Useful, <laughs> this podcast, isn't it? I, I bet people are taking loads from it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so, you know, there is a little bit of manual checking that you need to do with these um, crawls, but a crawl can be literally like 40, 50 pages long if you get all the errors and all the URLs and everything on it. So, it can be a bit overwhelming uh, to know where to start. So, Dally, as a good rule of thumb, where would you start when you're looking at a crawl?
1: Um, uh, always, I mean, it's it's the low hanging fruit, and that's, and that's really, Um, comes with a bit of experience as well, that that you kind of know that it's the easy things that you can fix. So do the easy stuff first. And and when I'm talking about easy things first, um, often it's a case of H2 tags It might be a good example. So have you got H2 tags on each page? A crawl will normally tell you if you've not got an H2 tag on a page. That's an easy fix because you can go into the, on most websites, a WYSIWYG editor and, um, and and make that fix then and there just by adding it into the body text on that page um, whereas quite often if it's if it's something like a an h1 tag once adding you could do that through the WYSIWYG however generally speaking that'd be better done on a site-wide basis and that then starts to get into the realms of coding, which maybe a small business owner wouldn't necessarily want to do themselves.
0: Mm. It's interesting that I start the other way around. Uh, I start from the top and work my way down rather than looking at the low hanging fruit. I think, right. What's going to be like the, the big hitters here, like the most complicated one to do. And then I start there usually because you need to put something in motion in order for it to happen. Like, um, you know, contacting a developer or the owner of the website or whatever. What do you think like when you're looking at a crawl, what would be if something was what would be the most urgent thing to fix?
1: Um errors. so I'd, I'd start with errors, having a look at things that so most crawls will tell you when something is broken, when something could be improved. Um, and and also the other thing that you might want to look at is especially if you've run a crawl multiple times, you might want to see if a specific uh, type of error or issue has um, increased over time, and and that that will tell you that something needs to be actioned about that because you just every time you add content to the website, you you find yourself increasing exponentially the number of um issues that you've got.
0: Yeah. So, like specifically, what in errors?
1: Um, so specifically in errors, I suppose the the obvious ones to start off with are four hundred four pages. Yeah. Um, where you've got a link to a piece of content that no longer exists for whatever reason. You might have changed the URL structure of your website at some point um, and you've not picked up all the HTML links on the page. So I'd go through those and start adding the uh, hyperlinks, uh, sorry, the uh, redirects on those those links or just amending the links themselves to the, the, the real content. Uh, Often in um, software like this, in in software that that produce audits, they'll say that it's an issue when there's an existing uh, hyperlink on a page that then redirects to uh, a new page for whatever reason. They want you to go back and replace that old hyperlink so that the link goes direct to the page without going through the redirect because there is a small amount of, uh deprecation of link equity as you go through through redirect
0: so you're saying link from page a to b not a to b to c because you you lose a little bit of rank juice you know ranking goodies um and it's a bit slower isn't it as well if the if the bots are having to go from a to b to c so you know just when you're doing your redirects make sure that you that you're not linking from page A to page B and then page B to page C, you just go from A straight to C. Right. Um, I think as well, I also look for things that will hinder the bot's ability to crawl, so Google's ability to crawl the site. So, is there a sitemap? Um, is the sitemap in the robots.txt file? Um, is there an HTTPS encryption on the page? Because if there's not, the little the um padlock then Google will actively warn people off your site. Um, so these are the sorts of things that will stop your site being crawled. Um, so it's important that you're actually enabling the site to be crawled by, by the Google's box. Otherwise you're not gonna rank ever, ever, ever. ever. Um, and then there's some things as well. What else Dali, shows up on that error report that's really important?
1: um so redirects are often important um duplicate content that you'll often find that there's uh duplicated page titles meta descriptions things like that 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 need looking at um H1 yes so the same
0: so each one of your page titles each one of your meta descriptions needs to be unique but there are times when pages will have the same meta description And actually you better just de-indexing those, just telling Google not to crawl them. For example, archive pages. So, you know, if you've got blog page one, blog forward slash page two um, or tags or um, categories, but don't always like some categories, sometimes you want your categories to be indexed if you're an e-commerce site, for example um but yeah essentially you need to have everything unique or all, all your meta descriptions all your titles all your content to be unique on each page
1: yeah and it's it, there's a payoff with all these things so and that's where probably the the experience comes in because it's very difficult to make a website perfect mm. and if you spend all your time trying to make the website perfect you probably won't see the value um that returned on on that investment of time and and money in order to 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 get it right to that point so it's about getting it to the point where it just about does what you need it to do and it's um it's not got so many kind of errors in it that um you're losing some of that kind of equity that that what did you call it before did you say ranking juice
0: ranking juice or ranking goodies or ranking Ranking yeah
1: all that good all that stuff
0: all that good stuff yeah exactly and i think like we talked about this last week and if you've not listened to that that podcast yet like go back and have a listen to it because uh, we talked about the optimum amount of times to run a crawl and check your check the audit results um and we said, you know, kind of once a month as a rule of thumb, uh, more frequently if you're actually making changes, but don't don't over fiddle, don't over optimize because actually you can do more harm than good. You can get an over optimization penalty um, and sometimes you just need to let it sit and let it percolate so that you're, getting um the benefit because google doesn't crawl your site straight away so you can make a load of changes uh, and you know it might if you pass it, it might not get crawled for another few weeks who knows who knows how often google crawls uh, but you can actually find that out in search console can't you? you can see the last time it's been crawled um i think as well like i always hit up things like alt text as well. So alt text is massively overlooked by most websites. I don't think I've ever run a crawl and seen every, and seen like all your alt text is filled in. Like I think because people don't understand it, think it's pointless, but it actually, it's, it is really important. And you need to have a keyword in your alt text. And your alt text needs to be a really thorough, good description of what your image is, because it's how People who have the visual impairment settings activated on their computer. How they interact with the images? Um, plus, a lot of searches done through it, through images now. So you just need to kind of um, optimize the opportunities that you can that you can to rank for keywords. And part of that is through images. What else do you pick off, Dali?
1: Um. I mean, it, it really depends on. Uh, you kind of have to, like you, always say, start from the top and work your way down. That's that's the obvious thing to do um, for somebody that 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 doesn't necessarily have a, a good feel for what the most important things to do are. Uh, s- some of the other things that that it can throw up as issues or errors are things like the um, length of a page url being too long for example and and that's an example of, of somewhere where you might think to yourself is it really of benefit to rework all the page uh, slugs the the urls of those pages to make them shorter um because actually what you're doing there is you, you you're adding another redirect into the loop into the into to from from those index pages and you're essentially potentially making google start again and so you've got to kind of weigh the the benefits plus um, often the long kind of url structure um, often they're blogs and you want the uh phrase that you're targeting which might be a question often on a blog to feature in the url rather than it having a short url so there's 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 times here where you've you've got to make a call on whether you're going to, whether you're prepared to leave it as an issue or an error um, before you kind of uh, make a load of changes. Because you can, you can, you can find yourself making, um, you know, changes that, that will actually do damage short to medium term. You can do too much.
0: Yeah, and I find that that URLs is one of the common ones that people think, oh, I can do that myself. I'll do that. That's an easy one. I'll just shorten all these URLs. And then redirects aren't put in, or you end up with enormous, complicated redirect chains that some poor fool like me has to sit there and unpick for an entire day. Or, um, or you just end up with an absolute shit ton of 404s. So I personally, I never minimize or reduce url lengths i just think that is not uh that's not worth it especially when there's loads of other things to do and um, because we're trying to keep websites as lightweight as possible and we don't want to be adding in uh, bulk into the code essentially and um, because a big ranking factor is how fast your website loads uh, and how easy it is to use and if you've got Redirects going round and redirects being put into the code, then that just slows it down and makes it more unwieldy. That's a real word, isn't it? Unwielding, yes. unwieldy, unwieldy. Yeah, unwieldy. Yeah, unwieldy. That's a word. Yes, big and unable. Una- uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here now. Yes, so that so I just don't bother with that. And um, but what I would do is if titles are too long and H1 tags are too long, um. I often attack that, um, and if meta descriptions are too long, I'll attack that because that's that's what users see, and that can be truncated. And if if meta descriptions are too long, then you find sometimes that the p- most pertinent bit of the meta description is in the bit that's been truncated. And um, so those are the things that I would go back and have a look at.
1: I think it it, it also depends on whether you're running a a site on most people that we deal with um, probably run a site on WordPress, mm. but it's understanding the issues that your CMS, if you've got a CMS or throw up um, a static website, you'd probably be able to get a lot of these issues uh, down even further. But if you're on something like WordPress or Wix or, you know, any of those other builders or CMS is out there, You've got to have an understanding that that's there's a there's a payoff um, mm. for having kind of ease of use and access to a community that's developing uh, extensions and plugins for those CMSs mm. versus being able to have an absolutely perfectly optimized website.
0: Yeah, I think like we see this a lot that people have bespoke builds but they can't do anything with it. Um, Or they've got an unusual or a less popular um, build and they can't do anything with it. I think some things as well I would always tackle, but this is quite technical and I would um, suggest that most people need to speak to the developer or the host, uh, usually the developer. And this is things like CSS, text to HTML ratio, JavaScript being compressed, image compression, So, if you've got a WordPress website, you can download plugins that will compress your code, that will compress your images, that will minimize your CSS, that will cache it in the right, you know, cache it at several points. But again, by adding more plugins, you are again adding to the bloat and the size of the website and the amount of code. So, it really needs to be a payoff. How fast is your website already? And if it's decent already, Um, then I wouldn't particularly bother. But then if there's things that you can remove on your site that are going to make it speed up and load faster, then then that would be a good way to do it rather than adding a plugin that compresses your code. So for example, chatbots quite often slow down sites um, or loads of images and moving parts on your website and pop-ups and banners and stuff can slow down your site because it's just more shit that has to load. And sometimes a decent host is is all that you need to speed it up. So how often does you know how fast is the server? How empty is the server? How much how much space is on the server? How often does it cache? Where does it cache? At what points does it cache? And um, so if you're you know paying a quid for hosting and you've got it on GoDaddy, chances are, are that you it's going to be shit. And um, but if you're on a decent hosting provider that takes care about this sort of stuff, then you might find that actually the payoff's not so bad for compressing your code and caching it and minimising it. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I was I was going to say exactly the, I think the point about um, hosting providers is something that lots of um, developers and lots of SEOs even, um, business owners in general kind of overlook. But there's, there's a number of different factors that go into um, how fast a, a server runs and how fast a website runs on that server. And everything from everything from the way that it's set up, if it's been specifically set up to, to run um, your the, the CMS that your uh, website is built on, such as WordPress, as we were talking about earlier, um, that can have uh, huge benefits to the speed of your website but also things like how close is it to if you're in the uk maybe telehouse where the internet comes into the uk and london mm. um and you know the primary tiers of the internet if your data center is physically close to those then you should in theory have a faster website and um, there's a lot of a lot of things that you can look into in terms of hosting that will shave you know milliseconds off load times which really in the age of mobile phones when we're all accessing content on the go that's that's what we're talking about we're talking about improving websites load times by milliseconds
0: yeah but like a millisecond feels like a you know a second is a long time when you're waiting for a website to load and we're just not used to waiting we want it now and it's not just about how fast the person sees it it's how stable it is when it's loaded and things like that so like you know don't think oh well i go on my website and it loads really fast like actually run it through like you can run it through a page insights tool and see how fast it actually actually loads to a bot because your eye is not as fast
1: <laughs> yeah and also that when and this this goes to kind of rankings in google as well um but When you're looking at your own website, because you've been on it so many times, your browser is caching the website, Mm. your router is caching the website, the switches throughout the internet to the server are caching the website. So every time you go on, you follow the same path and suddenly you've got a a, a website that looks like it's performing really well and really quickly. But if you were to go on somebody else's computer or on a different network that uses a different pathway, pathway back to the server, all of those caching points won't exist. Mm. And so a website is is slower to other people than it is to yourselves. And that's similar to a lot of people um, don't realize that Google personalizes results, um, personalizes the search results. And so lots of people think that they're ranking particularly well. But once you actually look into it and start to look at it from away from their browser, away from their their kind of user, you'll start to find that it doesn't rank us anywhere near as well as they think it does.
0: Yeah, which is why you need to call us, call us. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I just want us to kind of uh, wrap up and run down some of the the big hitters. So, Dali, like, what would be the kind of top five things that you would pick off a crawl? Uh,
1: So I would suggest page titles, H1 tags, um, any alt text from images, missing anchor text from links. Um, Mm. I would then look at things like redirects. Are there any 404s on your own website that you can then redirect? Are, Are your pages linking out to any 404s? Does that mm. suggest that the content isn't being kept up to date.
0: Images, um, are your you images 404 in? Because images can 404 on a page just as yeah. well as a page can 404 itself.
1: Absolutely. And then I think, uh, and then I, I, I'd focus with those and get those as, as good as you can possibly get them and then start to move on to things like page speed, load speed, uh, some of the core web vitals, um, factors that that are coming out at the moment page experience factors and um and then once you've done that and and, i'm sorry this is all assuming that the website is is reasonably built from the beginning so the there is a an ssl in place there is https you know on on the on the site um i would consider those to be quite fundamental things that should be done at the time of launch. And then a crawl kind of tells you the things that are cropping up as a site gets older, as content gets changed, as you uh, increase the size of your site.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I would pick off, my starting points would be, have you got a site map and is it crawlable? Um, I would make sure that every page has got an inter, at least two internal links So you're linking around your site, because if the bots hit a dead end page, then um, they're going to find find it more difficult to crawl and people as well. Um, I would always check for redirect redirect chains and make sure that there's no chain. Um, I would make sure that there's no duplicated uh, content across the site and low content as well so is every page 250 words plus is it decent content um okay anything else Dally any final words
1: um i think don't get too hung up on on um the page audits for for most small businesses because you can you can try to do this um to the nth degree and find that it doesn't really make much of a difference there's a there's a point of diminishing returns in in all activity and this is one of those where unless you've got an absolutely terrible website then most most modern websites they pass these things they 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 come up with errors and issues and things that you want to um, fix but you don't actually necessarily need to think about these all the time be fixing them all the time for most small businesses concentrate on your business concentrate on marketing yourself marketing yourself improve these things as you go along but don't it's not the be all and end all
0: yeah i would agree with that like don't get hung up on it but you know give it a bit of care and attention um but also outsource it like you could spend hours doing this and you know, like, like you say, you diminishing returns. And if you can outsource this, if it's not your bag, it's probably not as expensive as you think to just have somebody who knows what they're doing, technically optimize your site and your pages. Okay. That's it then. Thank you very much. So um, you can obviously check us out on Facebook. You can go onto the website. You can blah, 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 blah. You can join the, if you check us out on Facebook, then you get access to the lives that we do as well where you can see our wonderful faces as we talk um, and usually Rachel stroking the rabbit. So
1: don't forget as well that you can also go to Grow Traffic's blog where we explore the topics that we uh, cover on GTFO. We, we normally do like a, a one a kind of preamble to it in the run-up and then a, a follow-up to it after, after the, um, the recording.
0: Yeah, so so there's companion pieces all over the show. So you can get top five tips from the podcast from last week. This is obviously a more in-depth look, in-depth look at it. There's the written way you can do it. There's our YouTube videos. You can go check us out. And you blah, blah, blah. There's loads of places. We'll put it all in the description. Come and find those. We'd love to hear from you. So that's it. Join us next week when we'll be talking about something else. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. You don't need to wave. It's a recording. <laughs>